The AOP is brought to you today by GG Poker, the world's leading online poker room. What makes them the leading player? Well, they have more players than any other site. In fact, GG Poker holds the Guinness World Record for the largest prize pool for an online poker tournament since September 2020. They put fun at the heart of it in every game and have unique features that you can't find on any other site. They offer games for all skill levels, whether you're new to poker or a seasoned pro with popular games like Texas Hold'em and Omaha to unique games like All In or Fold and Spin and Gold. So what's in it for you? New players that make a £10 deposit get £60 in free play. That is a £10 deposit to get £60 in free play. So go visit ggpoker.co.uk. New UK players only. Minimum deposit £10. Full T&Cs apply. BeGambleAware.org. Please play responsibly. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly, it's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Mirror man, mirror man, you twist and turn my mind until I don't know. Good morning and welcome to a new edition of the Arsenal Opinion Podcast. This is a solo special. It's just Pedro here to chat with you. And I've come on solo because um, there has been some tremendous news in the media. Um, The great David Ornstein has announced to the world that William Saliba has signed a new deal with Arsenal till 2027. Rejoice, people. Signing of the summer has landed. I cannot tell you how happy I am. Um, I expected it. I don't think that there was ever any doubt that he was going to sign. But it was a fraught deal. And, um, you know, he's he's 21. Best centre-back in the Premier League last season, in my humble opinion. Maybe not the best. Maybe that's a little bit of an exaggeration. But he is the best young centre-back in the world. And um, he only had one year left to go on his deal. So you never know. You never know what you're going to get there. Are you going to get a, a Kylian Mbappe take it to the line sort of moment? Are you going to get a pre-contract agreement in February? Um, that sort of shenanigans. Are you going to have your whole entire season disturbed? Because every single press conference starts with, is there any news on William Saliba? That isn't happening. That isn't happening at Arsenal. So I'm going uh, to get right into it today. Uh, I'm going to do the buzz just for myself for the hottest of takes. Here we go. Hottest, hottest of takes. takes. Hottest of takes. Three hottest of takes. The AOP. Hottest of takes. Make it spicy. So I kind of spoiled my hottest of takes uh, a little bit there, but I do think that this is the biggest signing of the summer for Arsenal. It is an absolutely immense piece of business for Arsenal. William Saliba um, is a hundred million pound player, 110, 120 million pound player. He's 21 years old. 
He's absolutely rocked it in the Premier League last season. He's a French international. He's going to dominate the game for the next 10 years. He has all of the things that you look for in a modern centre-back. He's generally pretty robust. I know that he's had that back injury, but um, you know, I, I feel like that was uh, maybe Arteta overplaying him a little bit. But generally, he's he's been robust this season. He's immensely strong. He's got unbelievable pace. I think only three players have dribbled past him in an entire season. I don't know how that stat is calculated, by the way. Uh, it's a bit of a weird one for me, like big chances. But he's got a level head on him. Seems to be uh, much more mature than maybe he was over his last two loan periods. And he's absolutely dominant. He's such a presence um, in our back four. He's sublime to watch. He is the Virgil van Dijk of this era. And he plays for Arsenal. So my hottest of takes is that there, there won't be a bigger signing than this this summer. Declan Rice, it's not a bigger signing than this because what this signing says is Arsenal will go in places, like keeping players, retaining players. It's so important. Just look at what ha- is happening at Chelsea at the moment. Everybody thinks that ambition is spending money. Chelsea have spent more money than anybody in a short space of time. Ambition is... More than that. It's more than spending money. It's having a plan. It's having a a great culture. It's giving players belief that if they stay with you, if they give them their best years to the club, that they'll be rewarded with trophies. What's going on at Chelsea at the moment? Kai Havertz wants to leave. Kovacic has just left or nearly left to go to Chelsea. Mason Mount is likely to go to Manchester United. There's a lot of top, top players at Chelsea that don't want a part of this anymore. Arsenal haven't spent Half as much money as Chelsea in the last year, but we're retaining players like William Saliba. And I do, you know, let's be honest. I think if we'd finished sixth this year, William Saliba's out the door. You know, being competitive is the biggest draw for players, for top players anyway. Anybody can go and get money. You know, Saudi Arabia is throwing money at players. Um, You know, Chelsea is throwing money at players. Every club has got um, pockets of, uh, of money that they can throw in the direction of, of big names, but not everybody can win things, especially in the Premier League at the moment. It's really, really competitive. If you, you know, 10 years ago, if you'd spent 400 million on anybody, you could win the Premier League. Not anymore. You have to spend it smart. That's why Newcastle was so impressive. Um, you know, they're, they're taking the sort of Manchester City approach to, to building their club. I know Manchester City spend a lot of money, but they do a lot of things right. To be a successful club these days, you need to have... Uh, a strategy, um, an approach to recruitment that maps to that strategy. You need to have a top-class coach and everybody at the club needs to be pulling their weight. Arsenal haven't had that for a long time. We have that now. And, you know, nothing speaks to that better than your top young players signing. So my heart step takes William Saliba, biggest signing of the summer. So let's let's just talk about a couple of reasons, or a few reasons why I think um, this is a massive deal. Let's talk about the history. Now he's signed. I think we can all take a step back and be honest. Mikel Arteta did not treat William Saliba particularly well. Now, I was a big um, supporter of the loan move. Um, I think that minutes are always more important than Carlin Cup minutes. Uh, I think there are a lot of players in our team that could maybe speak to that. You know, Reese Nelson didn't really get a lot of minutes this season. Eddie Nketiah got a lot of minutes, but only because somebody got injured. Uh, Emil Smith-Rowe, who you know, some sources say has been assured that he's staying at the club, only had about 240 minutes um, this season. Was it 240 minutes post, um, post-surgery? post Whatever it was, minutes are the most important thing for the development of uh, 
of of, of a young player. So William Saliba would not have got three thousand minutes, um, at least for his first two loan spells um, when he went away. You know, you don't get teenagers dropping into Premier League defenses. The final loan was an odd one because Arteta gave preference to Pablo Marie over William Saliba. And let's be real, I don't think Mikel Arteta really rated Saliba. I don't know what the reasoning was, but you don't send out top, top young centre-backs unless there's some sort of issue going on behind the scenes. And don't, you know, don't even have to listen to me. Just look at the comments. William Saliba was in the French press every other week complaining about his lot in life. And I think a lot of Arsenal fans, I mean, just like think back to the stress and the pain. Every week it was like Arteta was getting hammered for having Saliba out because he was in team of the week in Marseille, playing great football, challenging for um, Ligue 1. And the reality was, I don't think William Saliba was happy. The kid was an Arsenal fan. He didn't sign up to Arsenal because he wanted to go out on loan back to the same league that he was exiting every season. So coming into this season, it was really touch and go. And the injury to Tomiyasu at the start of the season might have been a bit of a saving grace because... Ben White was the first choice centre-back going into the season and we spent, you know, 55 million on him. So it was it was touch and go, um, but Ben White got shifted out to right-back, did an immense job. William Saliba came in at centre-back and hit the ground running. I mean, the momentum of our first 10, 15 games gave him confidence, um, gave him security. It gave him relationships with the fans. Um, it gave him um, a, a feeling of belonging that he could do it in the Premier League. And, you know, that's one thing that you have to say about the loan move. He didn't want to get loaned, but he sucked it up, realised that he was a nobody at Arsenal. And I think the adversity really does help young players. The chip on the shoulder helps drive um, ambition. It helps um, drive focus. And it clearly helped William Saliba because the way that he adapted to a to a club where he didn't speak the native language has been absolutely unbelievable. But, you know, the, the first reason why I thought this deal was going to be fraught is Arsenal Arsenal's biggest mistake on the second loan is we didn't get him tied down to an extra year. So we gave the leverage to him. Reminded me a little bit of letting Serge Gnabry go to the Olympics uh, before he signed a new deal with Arsenal. Then he went to the Olympics, absolutely smashed it. And we had no choice but to let him go for about 5 million, um, I think, at the time. And the rest is history there. And I kind of, I was getting a little bit of Gnabry PTSD. I was like, are we going to be in the same situation here? I mean, it was a little bit different because he came back in, had a stunning season. But sometimes players hold hold those petty grievances close to their heart. Um, And I I thought that there was a chance that that was going to happen, but it didn't. Um, he had a brilliant season. Arteta seemed to really warm to him. Saliba was loved by the fans. Um, and we had an incredible season. So I think that all of the the bad taste in the mouth was washed away with uh, the minty fresh taste of, of success. And it was a successful season. I know we didn't win a trophy, but give me our season over Man United every day of the week. We're the youngest team in the Premier League. Well, now are because Southampton were relegated. And... Um, Manchester City are the best team in the world. So to be within five points of them, like that's exciting. So, um, and that's bonded him to the club. So we're a successful team. We've um, found a place for William Saliba. And I think that a lot of that factors into him signing. And I think that that like leads me a little bit to the context of this deal. 
I think his people are really smart. Um, obviously, they've waited until the end of the season. His, his people have got a lot of leverage over Arsenal. I don't know what the final number is for William Saliba, but I would imagine it's not a million miles off what Martinelli's getting. 180 grand a week for a 21-year-old is is a pretty fat deal. Um, and but I think when you put it in, uh, I think when you put it in the context of where William Saliba is as a player, like who would you sign above him? Who would you have in the league um, above William Saliba if he left? If you could have anybody, any price, who is a better player? Who is more suited to the system? And I think Saliba's people recognise this. And you can go to Madrid, and it can go really bad. Plenty of players go to Madrid and end on the scrap heap. I don't think that would be William Saliba, but our system is perfectly set for a player like William Saliba. We've literally built our defence around him. I mean, so much so that when he drops out, we we we, we collapse. Um, you know, he he really has been the the missing link. Having um ha- having somebody of his physical stature, um, his abilities in one v one duels, and his bravery on the ball. I mean, the the big shift from Newcastle. Um, I'd actually, I don't think it was Newcastle away this season, but just a big shift in mentality is we've got uh, f- five players in the back line that can all play between the lines. And I would say that William Saliba is perhaps the leader of the pack when it comes to bravery. He's so calm on the ball. He's so calm on the ball. And he's had a few nice finishes. So I think the, the context works for his agents. He's playing in a successful team. It's a young, vibrant team. So they've all got something in common. And we're very close to being... Um, Premier League contenders right until the end. Like, I don't know whether we'll win the league next season, but the season after, I think there'll be a Manchester City dip and I think we will be the team in place. But if you lose William Saliba this summer, you're in trouble. So the 180 grand a week, like, suck it up. It's like Eddie Nketiah last year. Well, did he get 110 grand a week? Probably wouldn't have got that if we got him to sign a deal at the start of the season. But the the, the context of leaving it to the last minute, put all the leverage in his corner. I also think it's worth noting that part of um, David Ornstein's tweet was there was interest from the Premier League. Like that could be, I mean, that could be any club, right? That could be Newcastle. That could be Manchester City. That could be Liverpool. I mean, imagine having a player in the Arsenal team with that much talent that you've got teams of that magnitude looking at him um, to come in. I mean, Virgil van, Virgil van Dijk and Liverpool's defence could do with a William Saliba. So we've fended off um, competition from massive rivals that maybe two seasons would have picked up our player. Um, so I think that that's, um, that's, that's a, a big shout out to Mikel Arteta on that one. Then I um, just want to go on to the, the deal length. Uh, there, there, there's, always, there's always people that want to criticise um, what Arsenal do. And there's been a bit of criticism about the length of the deal. Four years. I don't think you need to worry about the length of the deal. I think the length of the deal is absolutely fine. The realities of top-level football now is the best players in the world are renegotiating their contracts every two years. I mean, Martin Erdegaard signed a new deal last season, I think. He's already renegotiating his next deal because his salary doesn't merit his stature in the global game, let alone at the club and being a captain and being a linchpin, being a leader, being a role model to all these young kids coming through. So... The, and I also think that maybe the way Chelsea have been doing things has tarnished the, you know, what has has poisoned the the well a little bit. Getting players to sign nine year deals, it, it might look like a smart thing right now because Chelsea aren't suffering the consequences of that right now, but they will suffer. They will suffer eventually. Putting players on nine year deals is is silly. It's not 
baseball, you can't keep players um, that don't want to be there. And you don't want to keep certain players there. Uh, so I, I feel like four to five years is absolutely standard, considering how late we've left this particular deal. I'll take anything. I'll take anything. We've got him until he's 25 now. Um, we'll be renegotiating when he, on his like, 23rd or 24th birthday. And, um, you know, you've got to celebrate those moments. We've got another four years with William Saliba. Could have left on a free next summer, and he's not. So I won't have any criticism of Richard Garlic, Edu, or Mikel Arteta. This was a tough deal to get over the line. We we messed up. We messed up. You know, we, we've left this too late. A lot of this is a little bit down to Mikel Arteta's ego um, and just not seemingly not recognizing the talent. But listen, maybe... William Saliba might not have signed a deal if we put one in front of him before that Marseille move. You know, maybe the club didn't fancy him. I don't know. I'm not 100% sure that the club didn't fancy him. I feel that this is more on Mikel Arteta. But listen, the deal is done. Don't look for ways to pick holes in it. We've got another four years of William Saliba. That's a celebration point. Um, and I think, like, you know, final, final point, like, what is the meaning of this in the grand context of our summer? Arsenal have gone from an absolute joke when it comes to negotiating contracts, it's either losing out on players like Ramsey and Alexis, you know, because we didn't tie them down early enough when they would have been within our price range. It is tying down players that aren't at the level on deals that nobody else in the world would offer. Like no one else in the world was offering Aubameyang 350 grand a week. No one in the world was offering Meza Ozil 350 grand a week. I mean, that was an ego signing. That was the biggest ego signing of the century. You, when you give a player a big deal, there should be a plurality in the fan base. Um, no one's arguing the number that Saka got. No one's arguing what Martinelli got. No one's going to argue what Martin Erdegaard eventually gets. That's because they're top, top players. But Arsenal didn't really sort of live in that world before and it cost us. So the, the, the big takeaway for me and the summer meaning Every single one of the young players that we have wanted to keep have signed new deals. We have not missed. Don't the kid that went to Chelsea, please, please. I mean, he's going to be at West Bromwich Albion next season. He's he's finished. Um, and we're at, we're at a point now where we're not going to keep all of our very very young players because there's not a path forward anymore. Everybody in those positions is 21, 22. So um, tying down all your young players is absolutely massive. We have gone from the least stable club in the Premier League, maybe that's an exaggeration, but the least stable club in the top eight to the most stable club. Everybody's tying down to a long-term deal. Everybody's getting paid what they deserve. Nobody's unhappy and we are competitive because we've got a great manager. And I think that that's really exciting and we should celebrate that. You know, keeping players that you love is so, so important. Um, and what else does this do? What does this do for players that want to come to Arsenal? William Saliba signing a long-term deal I mean, if you're Declan Rice, you're like, yes, I'm playing in front of that guy next season. Um, it says to the rest of Europe, this this space that they've created must be special. There must be something going on there because these players are so, so good. They could go anywhere in the world. And where are they giving their best years? Arsenal. So it shows that the, the coaching is elite. It shows the facilities are elite. And it shows that the money on offer is good. Because let's be honest, no one wants to no one wants to work for free. Um, this isn't Dennis Burkamp picking up one-year deals back in the day for for peanuts because he loved Arsenal. Football's moved on from that. Arsenal are paying well, and the ownership group needs a lot of credit. I mean, Josh Kroenke needs a, a lot of credit. I mean, what a, what a turnaround it's been at Arsenal since he came in. He's like, hey, we own sports clubs. 
maybe they should be competitive. Maybe we should look at Arsenal like something other than a portfolio hero piece. Maybe we should look at it as an opportunity to expand our brand and to have some fun. What is the point in being a billionaire if you're not going to have fun? And I think Josh Kroenke seems like he's having fun with all of his clubs. I mean, they're all doing really well at the moment. They're either winning things, have just won things, or they're uh, competing to win things. So, I'm a, you know, what does this mean for our summer? I think it means that we're going to have the best summer ever. That's how confident I am. I'm confident about Caicedo. I don't even know whether we're in for him. I'm confident about Caicedo. I'm confident about Declan Rice. I'm confident that Arsenal have shaken off the baggage of being a banter club. And I, I truly believe now that we are one of the premier destinations for any player in the world. Because if Arsenal come knocking this summer, it's because they want you to play games. And we're going to be hearing that Champions League theme tune next season. Uh, we've got the most sought-after ticket in London. Only West Ham and Arsenal have European football next year in London. That's really cool. You know, we're going to be playing the Barcelonas, the Real Madrids, the Milan clubs. I mean, what, what an awesome time to be an Arsenal fan. And you know what? If you're listening to this, you deserve this. You deserve this because you went through the pain. You went through the pain of the last 10 years. Like, don't talk to me about FA Cups. I, I love an FA Cup, but that, 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 last, that last 10 years was pain. We won trophies, but we all know what was happening. Arsenal were on the decline. The coaching was getting worse. There was no real attention to detail. There was no desire to win the league. A whole bunch of the fan base were like, it's impossible to win the league unless you have like hundreds of millions of pounds being invested like Manchester City. And it just wasn't true. We just weren't competitive. Arsene Wenger was happy with the status quo. And, and we ended up with a whole fan base arguing that we should all be happy with the status quo. You, you need a certain amount of money to compete in the Premier League, but you don't need the most money. You need the smartest people, you need the best strategy, and you need discipline and rigour. And Arsenal have shown so much discipline and rigour over the last few years. Have there been errors? Absolutely, but there always is. Um, but when you get more things right than you get wrong, and um, when you've got top quality people in the right positions you can do great things and Arsenal are doing great things and I'm absolutely convinced that there's a Champions League in the next five years I'm absolutely convinced we're going to win the Premier League so I think it's uh I think it's exciting times so that is just my uh my little 20 minute hit um we're going to do some more of these in the summer we want to respond to um news as it happens I haven't even done my hair I haven't even done my hair um and if you are listening to this on um, Patreon. Um, if you're watching this on Patreon, know that it's only Patreon listeners that get the video. I know that a lot of you like watching this on uh, on TV. Uh, just go to patreon.com forward slash the Arsenal Opinion to get all of the videos. Um, me, Matt and Johnny are working on a schedule for next year. We're going to bring some guests um, to the show over the summer. We're really excited about that. But we're going we're gonna to kick it up. We're going to go hardcore, hardcore coding um of the uh, to to work out what the perfect formula is for next season but thank you for listening um i've got a, a little bit of a an advert that i've got to play before we exit but um yeah if you're listening to this on itunes give us a five star review um leave us a nice little comment it really helps and uh on that note i'll say ciao for now hopefully the next time we come on we've got some more transfer gossip coming up i know that a lot of people that arsenal are on on vacation at the moment. So that's probably why things are slow moving, but they listen, the fax machine can go anywhere these days. Um, so exciting times. It's going to be a good summer. Um, go out, grab yourself a beer or a non-alcoholic beverage and celebrate the William Saliba signing. It really is massive. And it's a huge step 
um, as we move forward um, into a new era. So I'm going to leave you with an advert and then uh, we will sign out. Ciao for now. We've teamed up with NordVPN, and as you'd expect from the AOP, we only work with the best. Here's a problem. When I'm on holiday, Lanzarote most recently, you might remember, and Arsenal went out and put on a show. I wanted to watch it back on Match of the Day, but I couldn't because I was in a different territory. Solution, this little baby right here. For the price of a cup of coffee each month, you can click on the app, and via their safe and secure service, it lets you set up your very own virtual private network, or VPN, based around the world. So it can let me log in as though I was in the UK when I'm actually not. And it's safe and secure because you're not using the hotel's network that could easily be hacked and then suddenly I'm getting locked out of my iPlayer account. My son would kill me. He loves his Hey Dougie. You could even use it to benefit from regional flight price variations and get cheap flights the next time Arsenal are on tour. Here at the AOP, we like to help you out with great deals when possible. Grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com forward slash the AOP to get a huge discount off your NordVPN plan plus four additional months for free. And it's completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Do it now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, on that note, ciao for now. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.